0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dr. Marinwood. Thank you so much for joining me. This past month, a faculty member at an Aurora partner institution emailed to ask if we could do a workshop for their faculty in their department to help them become better mentors. She noted that our content is mostly aimed at doctoral students and early career PhDs, and that's true. We often don't create a lot of resources specifically aimed at faculty for a variety of different reasons. One of which is that we just know how busy faculty are. You know, they're just really, really busy. uh, And they often don't have time to spend learning about how to prepare students for non-academic careers. And that's been especially true over the last couple of months with the COVID-19 recession. Another reason is that some of our advice is, as you probably have already learned listening to the podcast, really tough love. You know, industry values skills over subject matter expertise. And in some ways, that's a direct assault on the foundation of the university, where the entire ecosystem is divided up by departments defined by subject matter expertise, and where what you study becomes who you are a historian, an anthropologist, an ecologist. I also think many, many faculty are really despondent about the state of the academic job market, and many have deep concerns and doubts about the future of graduate education in their discipline. And conversations with me can fuel this existential crisis. And yet advisors and departments have a mandate, duty, and responsibility to their institutions to have graduate students because graduate students are critical to the ranking and prestige of departments and universities, and even to a certain extent to a faculty member's own career path. So, you know, limited time, limited resources, and really big questions with difficult answers it's hard to really know what to say or how to structure something that would be helpful or meaningful. But today on the podcast I want to give five ideas to help faculty be better mentors to doctoral students. So the first thing I think that we that faculty really need to do is is to develop a deep appreciation for how challenging a career transition is. I think this is often lost on faculty because they've mostly worked with doctoral students who are still uncertain about their career options or who are planning on an academic job search. And for many PhDs, it's only three to five years after they graduate that they begin to seriously pivot. And the students who are planning on non-academic careers during their programs tend to be very motivated to seek out career resources on their campuses. So the people that faculty are interacting with are often not the people who are experiencing the biggest challenges and hurdles that come with a career transition. What I'd recommend doing is either reaching out to doctoral students who were in your department or people you went to graduate school with who now work in non-academic careers, and either virtually or in person, have a conversation with them about their experience in finding, applying to, and then transitioning into a non-academic job. You might want to ask them questions about what was challenging to them emotionally or psychologically, because for many PhDs, this can feel like a death of self or a death of identity, and it can take a while to feel successful in a new career. You could ask them about what kind of work experience or side hustles they were doing in grad school that might have set them up to be successful in their new career. Ask them how many jobs they've had and the process by which they applied for and landed these positions. Ask them what has been valuable about their education and how your department might do more to support graduate students and PhDs. This might be a pretty tough conversation to have, but I think it's important for faculty to hear these stories. These are the stories we hear at Beyond Prof, and I think it's what gives us a unique and valuable perspective because we speak to PhDs before, during, and after their career transition. So, And we also just know how tough it is because we did it ourselves. Secondly, you can take our courses through our in our training platform. If you have access to Aurora through your campus, you know, don't just recommend our curriculum to your students, do it with them. Again, I think this will help faculty realize just how challenging the transition is and the time and resources students need to dedicate to the career transition process. It might also be the first time you've read professional job ads, but it's the same thing your students have to do. They have to learn a new discourse and oftentimes take online courses and certifications to gain industry knowledge. So do it for yourself. It'll put you in the mindset of your students who are trying to find new career path- pathways pathways where they might find career satisfaction. And if you're like most faculty we speak to, you'll be asking yourself questions you've never really ever considered, because most PhDs don't really do career exploration. We, you know, get into our undergraduate, we either decide that becoming a faculty member looks like a great career, or more often than not, we don't even think about a career. We just keep studying the subject matter we love. But what this means is that you've probably never asked yourself, you know, the questions we ask PhDs, which is like, what energizes you and motivates you about your work? And you've never had to think about your subject matter expertise as a deliverable instead of the thing you are. And you've probably never really had to think about your skills. What we ask PhDs to do when they leave academia and move into industry careers is tough. It's time consuming and it's hard which is why way too many people default into contingent positions as adjuncts and postdocs. So if you really want to support students in breaking out of these adjunct postdoc positions, you have to have that empathy with them. Right. And you have to recognize that like, yeah, it's not enough to just be like, Oh, you have a PhD from, you know, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Duke, Carolina, wherever, and you're going to be fine. They're not going to be fine. Right. They're not going to be long fine for a while. They're going to struggle to land an opportunity. They're going to have to do a career transition. There's emotional and psychological challenges that they have to go to. They got to build a new network. They got to learn a new discourse. They got to read themselves into a new field. And then they have to learn the, a new job. It's hard. So I think, you know, we need to take that with, with great seriousness and faculty need to take that with great seriousness, that what we're asking students to do is hard. Plus, because you'll have done the work, you'll be able to help students or your alumni who are getting stuck in their career transitions, because you'll know the proven process. And you can say, when you listen to them, you can say, well, you know what it sounds to me like? It sounds to me like you still are trying to gather information about this particular career path. Or, you know, those questions that you have, those seem like really great questions for informational interviews. Who are you going to ask for an informational interview? Let's, let's brainstorm, you know, do you need to start reaching out to companies of interest, people who work there? Can we focus on PhDs who've transitioned out of the academy? You'll actually be able to like, listen to their problem and then give that mentorship and advice about like, yeah, you know, I think what we need to do is we need to have you reach out to practitioners in that career field. Let's think about how you can do that. And the point is, you don't have to know the answers to their particular problem. You have to help them think through the challenge and identify the people who can help them. And having gone through the process yourself will give you that perspective to help them get unstuck. Third, get on LinkedIn and connect with your students, undergraduate and doctoral. First, this will help you be able to just follow conversations professionals in other career fields are having. So it'll be a form of research. What do they talk about? What do they share? Another great advantage of being active on LinkedIn and connected to your students is you'll probably start coming across job ads as your former students share opportunities in their companies, and you can pass those along to other students or or alumni who are job searching, and you'll be able to make connections between students and alumni, and those introductions can be really critical. And you don't just have to connect bachelor students with bachelor students and doctoral students with doctoral students. If you had a great undergraduate from 10 years ago who is now the head of digital marketing, well, great. Send some of your doctoral students to talk to them. Four, understand what employers and hiring managers are looking for. This is related to my comment above, you know, that you can introduce doctoral students to bachelor students, because most employers don't really care about the level of degree a person has. You know, a bachelor's plus experiential learning is often enough for someone to excel in a professional professional career. And because skills matter over subject matter expertise, your doctoral students can move into interesting career pathways that have nothing to do with their academic discipline. That's not only okay, it's a good thing, right? it's a really good thing to to be able to move to a whole variety of different careers. You know, so if you're just trying to think like narrowly, like, okay, well, what do philosophy PhDs do? You might miss that philosophy PhDs sometimes become financial analysts and digital marketers and consultants. If you're a classicist, you might miss that students who love learning languages might really love becoming data scientists. That might be a great career for them. I know that it's tough for faculty to hear that the subject matter expertise and the PhD are often not the things that matter to non-academic employers because it's what academia values. But focusing on subject matter expertise really limits PhD students' career options, and we we got to stop doing that. You can do research on, you know, the, grow, the top 10 growing fields, and none of them are specific to an academic discipline, right? It's like, AI, data science, content marketing, digital marketing, um, project management, right? These are all great careers for PhDs, but they don't require a PhD and they don't leverage a particular subject matter expertise and that's okay. So one way you can approach this with your students to help them, you know, reconceptualize their relationship to their education and, and their degree is to talk about why they began studying their subject matter in the first place, you know? I mean, sure, I studied history because I like history, but it's also because I value context. I like to be able to situate information into a larger narrative or picture. I studied narratives of sexuality because I'm interested in storytelling and the power of story. And I'm interested in how people adopt stories to make sense out of their own lives. And it's very similar to the kind of work marketers do, quite frankly. I like strategic thinking and problem solving. I also like working collaboratively with others, which is not something I knew about myself until I left my PhD program and was one of the reasons why it was such a bad fit for me. You know, spending all this time alone working on a dissertation, being in the archives, I actually think better when I have a team to bounce ideas off of. These can be really interesting and valuable conversations to have with students, helping them see that their interests are not defined by their academic discipline, but that what they study is but an outlet for their curiosity and creativity. Fifth, work with alumni to find opportunities for your students to get experiential learning. This is the piece that so many PhDs struggle with. Yes, PhDs are smart, they have transferable skills, but transferable skills are transferable because other people have them, right? What I mean is the skills PhDs develop while earning their degrees are not special or unique to PhDs. They are the same as other people have developed through on-the-job training and other forms of education. Yes, PhDs are critical thinkers and problem solvers, but so too are lots of other people without PhDs. They're researchers, yes, but so too are people with like master's degrees who go into industry or, or work at NGOs. It's not enough to have skills. What employers are looking for is the application of those skills to solve particular problems. And the problem that PhDs have is that when we apply our skills during our doctoral education, the application looks very different than how people apply their skills in industry. So what I mean is a lot of times people will say like, well, PhDs, they know how to write. And like, I'm here to tell you that they don't, right? Like they just don't know how to write for industry. I know this because I try and hire people for my organization and I almost always hire PhDs and they Without a couple of years of non-academic work experience, it's a really difficult transition into even a startup where everyone else is PhDs. And that's because they just have not applied their skills in the way that we need them to do in order to be successful in a business. So take writing, for example. They don't know how to write in a conversational tone, succinctly and directly, and they don't know why they are writing, right? The strategy behind marketing or sales documents. The same goes with, you know, consulting and, it, um, you know, and for grant writing in industry or in nonprofits, they're just, it's a different genre, and the other piece of this too is so often in academia, our deliverables are driven by our own intellectual pursuits, right? But in industry, what you're doing is you're helping an employer solve a particular problem, or you're working with customers and clients to identify what their problem is and then find a solution. So the application of problem solving and project management looks very different when you're working in industry than it does in academia. And so when doctoral students go into an industry setting and they're being they're applying for jobs. They're being evaluated against other candidates who have experience applying their skills in an industry setting. And, well, the PhDs will get passed over for those candidates. So you need to encourage your students to find opportunities to build experience, either through our ships in university administration, through volunteering, or job shadowing, or paid internships, or even hackathons. Explain to them the importance of experience to employers, which you'll have learned through your conversations with alumni, so that they can build a portfolio that can help them land a job. Now, I know this is a lot. It's a bit of a wish list. But if you do nothing else, please cultivate relationships with your alumni and have these tough conversations with them. That will help you and your students shift your perspective on the value of education, doctoral education, um, and it, I think in some ways it'll also make you feel better, right? Like I've been in, I've been in conversations with faculty who will fight about the value of comprehensive exams, for example, or you know the structure of a dissertation, and I just want to shout. Like nobody cares. Like no academic sorry, no non-academic employer cares. They don't care if your students write comps or don't write comps. They don't care about the format of the dissertation. Those are not deliverables that matter or resonate to most industries. And so what happens is that faculty, they don't know how to reimagine doctoral education or even if they should. I don't even know if you should. Because the piece that students are missing is that experiential learning. So if you can find ways for students to apply their skills outside of an academic context while they're earning their degree, well, that can really help them help set them up for success. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. For more resources to help you launch your next great career, be sure to visit beyondprof.com and sign up for our free events. And remember, smart people work everywhere.